Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Recasted, the podcast that will have your shoes dancing even when you're not in them. Will they oh. be dancing on the ceiling? Maybe. That's kind of weird. We started out planning of this month by looking at films that involved witches and witchcraft. And admittedly, the film we're doing today was considered, but ultimately was cut from the lineup. However, with the most recent passing of the film's main actress, we decided to honor the late Dame Angela Lansbury. Lansbury? Lansbury. Lansbury. Why do I always think there's a G in there? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Lansbury? Lansbury? Yeah, okay, sorry. (laughs) Lansbury. Um, So to take us through our remaking tribute, we have the Professor of Magic himself, Hassa. Hello! (laughs) (laughs) And I am drinking with the home guard. My name's Chris. Thanks for not calling me the Magic Man. (laughs) Magic Man. Wow, you're just a jerk. (laughs) Yes, I am. (laughs) Uh, you know what? It was a time of cartoons and live actions and musical Disney numbers. So let's see how we're going to update this film from basically about World War II. 1971. Yeah. But it was about World War II. Yes. As we recast the magic of Bed Noms and Broomsticks. Yeah. I hadn't seen this movie in a long time. Had you? Not since childhood. Yeah. It uh, doesn't hold up great. <laughs> Not really. No. There are a lot of random musical numbers. Well, the whole musical number on Portobello Road gets a little racist. Okay, so <laughs> I thought that too when I first kind of watched it. Hold on, I, th- I don't know if it's in fact. Um, the 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 people who are supposed to be from India did not look like Indians. No, <laughs> they but, just look like white guys in brown face. Yeah. Yeah, but but it was supposed the, to be all the people that are part of the Allied forces. Yeah, so I figured that. India and like, and, and you know, with a remake like that, whole scene could be amazing. That could be spectacular. Like, just, just the the musical accompaniment that you can get and all that stuff like that. That could just be a good five minutes of awesome. But medley. just choreographing the different. Mm-hmm. Ethnicities? Guess, uh, yeah, no, ethnicities is where I was going, but I was going to be like, because you, you have to have the different platoons, yeah. army, because it's basically just the army people that are in town. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah. They're all they're defending England. Come well, on. No, they weren't. They were out fighting the war. At least they should have been. But yeah. what, what was that quote? It's like, when you're part of a, a country that is... Yes. No, we haven't a visitor. Can we pause it? No, no, it's okay. I okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. It's one of those things where it's like where somebody shot this person in Europe, so you're fighting these people in Egypt over this land. Well, that was World War One. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Somebody killed Archduke Ferdinand. (laughs) But these people are now fighting these people that have no relation in another country that is not theirs. Well, that was the problem. I don't remember exactly what it was called, but um, in World War One, anyway. What it basically was was a bunch of countries had treaties signed that yeah. if I go to war, then you have to follow me, blah, 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 blah. And when they went to war, a bunch of other countries had to follow, and it turned yeah. into a world problem. Um, world War II was different. They were fighting the world's villains, the Nazis. We all agree they were bad. One of the best, best lines, I cannot remember who said it, but it was a member of the Bethesda um, video game company. Uh, about Wolfenstein. Mm-hmm. It was when the newer versions were coming out, and somebody asked if they felt bad about marginalizing a group of people as their villains. 
And he went, they're fucking Nazis. <laughs> and he didn't understand the question. <laughs> like, could, could you explain to me the question? What what are you saying? Nazis, Nazis are, are mar- the villain. Our marginal group? Like, yeah. Uh, they're not a marginalized group. No. They're the world's villains. <laughs> we all agree. Yeah. What happens when you have mob mentality that gets to one hundred percent big, big? But uh, so this movie obviously mm-hmm. is very Mary Poppins. The songs yeah. sound like Mary Poppins. You know why, um, right? Hmm? You know why, right? Yes, uh, okay. the guy who did the music also did Mary Poppins, um, and it was clearly supposed to be a Mary Poppins style, right? So Do other than the fact that, do you have fun facts about it? Um. I mean, there are not. I, I left that one out um, because of how close it is to Mary Poppins. But um, yes, yeah, so the writers, so the people writing the songs. Yes. Um, this was one of their last ones. Erwin they did Costal it. did the music. Yeah. So the hold on. Here's a fun fact that was not in mind. So we're going to talk about it now. Okay. Uh, this is the last feature film for which longtime Disney Studio songwrights Richard M. Sherman and Robert B. Sherman wrote songs until the Tigger movie in 2000. Uh, they did write songs for Epcot Center, but that doesn't count. Um, Why does it not count? It doesn't count. Um, there's something in here about... Oh, so the movie is developed at the same time as Mary Poppins. Disney started with this movie and decided it was too complicated technically and switched over to Mary Poppins. They switched back and forth between the movie a few times. They intended to drop this movie permanently at one point, but the Sherman brothers, who did the music for both, insisted Disney finish it as they were done with Mary Poppins. So that's probably why it's very closely similar. Yeah. And it's like written by the same person as a book. But I could see that because like this, like where Mary Poppins had that one tiny section with the penguins and mm-hmm. the um, and the carousel and everything, yeah. which I still felt looked better than this, even though this was like seven years later. Yeah. Like they had that massive sequence on the island and then the army of puppets basically fighting the Nazis. So yeah. Like, like that, that watching that, like they threw every special effect trick they knew at this movie. Yeah. And it was, like, I mean, it was a lot harder to do. Yeah. It's part of that. And like some of them were clearly like, that's clearly not Angela Lansbury. And that's, <laughs> yeah. That's clearly a doll. <laughs> like. Yeah. What? I didn't <laughs> notice that at all. The weird um, color sequence, like they're going through the tunnel in Willy Wonka's factory whenever the butt, whenever the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the bed, the bed is flying. Yeah. That was just, such a weird <laughs> sequence like it was really trippy and i was like i don't know if they're like instantly teleporting or they're like flying like how long does this take like it doesn't <sighs> yeah it was very very weird no and like so could um emilius not do any magic brown yeah emilius brown but he could he turned himself into a rabbit. Yeah. But that's what I don't get either. Is like... Because he was the corresponding professor. Yeah. Sending all these things to her. And yeah, like he couldn't, but then he was... Was it just because he was getting magic words out of a magic book? Mm-hmm. And therefore... Right? Well, he says that, right? He says, well, yeah, but I, t- I switched them up to give them some flavor because they yeah. were boring and I made them... But that's why they didn't work very well. They were kind yeah. of like half spells. Yeah. 
a little a little weird, but you know. but he could he because he turned himself into a rabbit yeah. to escape the Nazis. <laughs> this movie's weird. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and watching a fifty-four-year-old Angel Angel Lansbury wrestle a broom. Was she fifty-four? At she this was time? fifty-four when she did wow. this. Wow. That's why she looks a little older, right? Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. You know, but because uh, yeah, whereas Julie Andrews looked super young yeah. when she did Mary Poppins, she was younger than this. But you know, yeah, yeah, because it was a little weird that this she was like, "Oh, I'm an apprentice witch. You're 50, lady. You <laughs> should not be an apprentice anymore. You have gained the title of apprentice witch. Wait, you're old. <laughs> and like, what do you do for a living? Because you got a big house. <laughs> like, I know it was the 40s, but like. You still had to do something. <laughs> and you're surprised that they're like, you have a lot of rooms. Take these kids. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, you two sleep on the bed. You get the so sofa. The, the, like, obviously, we've heard of this, that practice before of shipping the London kids off to the country to protect them from the bombings. But, like, the only time I've ever seen it was with rich people. Like, um. Well, Chronicles of Narnia is that's about what I mean. that. They're rich people. Well, they're richer. No, they weren't poor. Not like these I kids don't, were. But I, I don't think. I don't like, think these in, kids are straight up street urchins. No, but I don't <laughs> think. Like, yeah, it's true. But the richer probably sent them to like family members yeah. in the country. Whereas I do think England had something. They where did. It was, I looked. It, I looked it up because I thought it was only for yeah. the rich people. But it wasn't. No. Like they just. They like, had to get any family that could get to the train station on time. Could so I, throw their kids on a train and uh, would take them to the. You country. had to put your kids like yeah. that. All your information pinned to them yeah. and. So, because I was like, these kids are annoying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, that's the one thing I really didn't like about this. We're going to compare this movie to Mary Poppins a shit ton. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids in this movie are super annoying. Like, yeah. especially the older boy. Like, when he's trying to negotiate, because, mm-hmm. wait, no, you're a witch. It's like, you're an ass. Yeah, like, but she does kind of put him into his place a little bit. It was yeah, like, I know. you're trying to extort. A witch? Yeah. And you don't think I'm going to do anything to you? Like, So let me get this straight. You're trying to get money out of your boss who you think might dress up like a bat and go into the streets and beat people up at night? <laughs> Not a sound strategy. <laughs> Good job, Lucius. <laughs> I, liked, I always liked that. That line <laughs> is great. That's the second one, right? Or the second the, one, yeah. Yeah. It was like, you're going to try to extort money? <laughs> like... Yeah, no. <laughs> Did you not think this strategy through? <laughs> I do agree. The kids are... I mean, but... Problem is, and I even... Mary Poppins, I kind of find this too. Like, the kids in the old days are just annoying. They no. don't have the same... We, we've come a long way with child actors where we now can get performances out of them that are just, like, genuinely... Yeah, heartbreaking and amazing. Oscar award winning. <laughs> yeah. I'll still, like, I've talked about it this before, but, like, this recent, most recent horror film, Black Phone, the two kids in that, mm-hmm. the two main kids, were so good. And, like, I think the girl was, like, eight. Well, like, Stranger Things, though. Like, yeah. look at those kids. Those were young kids that... And they, when they started, they were 12 or something yeah. like that. Like, it's ridiculous how good these kids are. Or, um, our, our, our movie, Ghostbuster Afterlife. Yeah. Like... Well, like, McKenna Grace is just yeah. everything she's in. She's kind of but even amazing. podcast was yeah. yeah had great comedic timing and was just on it like yeah. Where are these kids? Yeah, no. 
But like, I, I wonder how they like. Did they actually try and get these kids to be actors, or did they just like? So here's the, your line. The two young boys. I did look this up. It's not in my facts. I don't think the two young boys. Yeah. This is their only movie, and they never acted again. Yeah. So that's it's like I mean. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I mean. Like, did, did they just like? Okay, the producer knows a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, here's your line. Just say it. There's probably trying to be annoying. Probably just a casting call that was like, hey. Yeah. Can you remember these lines? Yep. Okay. Can you like? Yeah. Oh yeah, he does. Looks good. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. But yeah, anyways. that's definitely one of my big changes: is less annoying children. <laughs> um, and I I don't know. I have a hard time believing that even if they loved London, they would try and get back to it, knowing it was being bombed. I don't know. I don't know at this point if it was being bombed is the only thing. Like, I don't know if they were sent off before because of the fear that it was going to be bombed or they were going to bomb it. Yeah, I don't know. Weird, weird side story on this. When I was growing up, I was in England. We know this. We were on a farm out in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. So the farm we were on was like a cattle farm. It was like, I think, what did my stepdad say? It's like 100 acres or something. Like, it was ridiculously huge. Maybe not that big, but whatever. They had several fields. That would be very big for England. But the good thing is, not the good thing, the bad thing is, it had been bombed during World War II, so there were a lot of craters mm-hmm. into the fields. Like, you'd just be flat, 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 and then these huge dips. Great for motorbiking and uh, go-karting through. We had the time of our lives at that point. But, like, that was the thing. It just well, it got bombed all the time. Well, there was even in this story, there was that. As the, the only reason he was living in that fancy house was there was an unexploded yeah. bomb right outside that no one wanted to go near. And that happened a lot. Yeah. So. Do, you, do we want to talk some fun facts? Do we want to talk hey, some. Let's fun fact it up. Some uh, key features of this. When was it released? What, what's going on? Oh, yeah, I could do those first. Or those are want... kind of fun facts. Yeah, those are the start of the fun facts. So. This was released December 13th, 1971. So this was kind of a Christmas movie. Ooh, not um, really, but okay. It has a fairly good score. Critic gave it 77%, and audience is a 74. Hmm. So like middle of the road. I know there's a lot of nostalgia for this movie. Um, Sorry, as we're talking about that too. Keep going, I'll come okay. back to my end. I know there's a lot of nostalgia for this movie. Kind of like this movie, Mary Poppins, and uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang are kind of all in that same... like. Oh, I was going to go Pete's Dragon, but... Well, no, but these are all in that same kind of like yeah. era where they're kind of the same story, right? Some sort of magical. Yeah, person takes care of kids. Yeah. Right? So. Takes them on wild adventures. Yeah. Okay. This is, I don't know why I came up with, like, what's your thoughts on the end of this movie? Mm, what, that he goes to war? That he goes and joins the guard and they're all like, ha, 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 ha. And she's like, oh, no. I'm like, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're you're gonna die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It was uh, uh it was pretty dumb. Plus, and just, there was no chemistry between him and her. Um, and that, I'm I'm guessing that's just a failing in acting. Uh, um, yeah, but I also feel like it just kind of like, okay, we we saved the village from the Nazis. We're great, and then off to war you go, and you're like, wait, what? Well, like, I don't this know. Did end? Did um, did. England have the draft? Like, did he not have a choice? No, I don't think they had the 
draft at that point. I guess would it be conscription for that? Wow. Because it was conscription for not, Canada. Yeah. Not the draft, but it doesn't really matter. It would have been something, but I think it, it was more they, just like the even if duty. It, even if it was, they made him, the, they wrote it like he was like, I'm choosing to go to war now to stop them Nazis. Right? Yeah. So. Which, yeah. Good. Like, yes, you need to stop the Nazis. We yeah. all know that, but... It's just the fact that that's your end point for this movie. Mm-hmm. Kind of just like, wait, what? It's like, like this we, is two hours of a movie, we and got you a just... new, we got a new dad. Go to war. Okay, bye. <laughs> like, oh yeah. shit! <laughs> Where are your parents? <laughs> like, that's what I didn't get either. Yeah. I'm just like, you didn't explain. Where are their parents? He's like, oh, he's our new dad, and he's like, wait, I'm bailing. Goodbye. <laughs> and you're like, I didn't sign up for kids. <laughs> They've only known each other for a day. Like, what the hell is with this movie? Yeah. Okay. Fun facts. Fun facts. Fun facts with Chris and Hassa. Okay. It was a musical. I was singing. It was okay. great. Thank you. We lost all of our one viewer. Yeah. Listener? Listener. We can't no one us. sees us. No. Thank God. Okay. Fun fact number one. By the way, this is Dame Angela Lansbury's first movie for Walt Disney. Mm. Yep. Um, oh. What? No, I can't remember the actress now. Why can't I remember the actress? I'm going to get there. What actress? Julie Andrews. <laughs> Julie Andrews initially turned down the role of Miss Elgin, Elgantine Price. Elgantine Price, that's her name. Got Weird. It. Uh, but she eventually reconsidered believing her own. She owed her movie career to Walt Disney Studios and wanted to work there again. When she told the studio she changed her mind, Angela Lansbury had already been casted. Okay. Um, Walt, or sorry, when Disney restored this movie as closely as possible to the original cut, it found that not all of the original audio tracks had survived, requiring the use of automated dialogue replacement, if you did not know that is ADR, <laughs> for a handful of scenes. However, only Dame Angela Lansbury and Roddy McDowell were able to return. Uh, Tessie O'Shea died shortly before ADR work began. Jeez. Yeah, sad. Uh, speaking of World War II, Angela Lansbury, Roddy McDowell, um, McDowell? Mc, Roddy McDowell's right. McDowell, yeah. and Robert Stevenson emigrated to the U.S. from the U.K. due to the outbreak of World War II. Uh, David Tomlinson, uh, I'm going to screw up these guys' names, whatever. You said that right. Tomlinson uh, was a flight lieutenant in the Royal Ar- Air Force. Robert B. Sherman served in the U.S. Army and was one of the first Allied soldiers to see the concentration camp. Dachau? Dachau? Dachau. Dachau. Weird. It took me a second to realize what you're trying to say. I I saw it, and I'm like, I'm going to screw this up, and I really don't want to screw that one up. Um, He used his time recuperating (laughs) from a gunshot wound to the knee to learn about the English people and their cultures. Uh, Manfred Leiding and Fred Helmick were native-born Germans who had to live under Nazi rule. They were all in the movie. Uh, this was the last Disney-branded movie to receive an Academy Award until The Little Mermaid in 1989. Wow. Um, there were some I'm that received... for technical effects. Probably. I didn't, I didn't look it up. I can, I can um, do that. Others received nominations, and two of Touchstone Pictures movies, The Color of Money and Who Framed Roger Rabbit, received awards before that, but not under the Disney banner. Hmm. And lastly, Miss Angela Lansbury hated what she called by-the-numbers acting in this movie. Due to the heavy special effects, the entire movie had to be storyboarded in advance, shot for shot. Every moment was predetermined, and Lansbury wasn't free to explore her character naturally. 
I can see that. Mm-hmm. Because, like, as I said, like, this that, was... that final scene, mm-hmm. like, they had to have been spot on with everything. And it would have taken so much time back in the 70s to do all oh, that. Yeah. Like, like, this th- would have been a nightmare to this, work on. This was the time where, yeah, you storyboarded and it had to be precise yeah. in order to get the special effects. Like, now you can basically improvise on scene, on set... And they can just do whatever with CGI. You just CGI it in, right? But, you know. But it, sorry, weird tangent to a story. That's do you know the, the one from Flubber? Have you ever heard that one? No. So. Are you, are you talking the Robin Flubber? The Robin Williams Flubber. I guess there was only the one Flubber. It was uh, the, the other Nutty one was, Professor. Yeah. Was the, yeah. So, in Flubber, there is a scene where he's playing with the, the goo. And he puts his face into it and pulls it out. Mm-hmm which was improvised by Robin Williams at the time, and the special effects department went, oh, shit. We <laughs> can't it, do that. And it cost them, like, <laughs> two million or something to do, or a million. I can't remember the exact number, but it cost them a shit ton of money for, like, four or five seconds because it had to be his face on it, and then when he pulled it out, it made his face, right? Yeah. And they're like, and he improvised it on scene on the uh, day, and they're like, "Damn it! Now we have to animate Damn this." Damn it, Robin! <laughs> Stop being what, funny. That's what you get when you get Robin Williams. Yeah, you get you get a bunch of ad libs. <laughs> well, they've a lot of people have talked about that with Robin, like tangent for Robin, mm-hmm. like we're the people it. who when they made robots, yeah, like the directors came out and were like, "We could release two movies with him, and they'd be completely different dialogues." Like, the amount of stuff he recorded was insane. You know, like, and uh, this is the thing I hate, and we'll never know this. You know, someone has out there... A bunch of genie outtakes where he is bunch like of the genie. bluest, sweariest <laughs> genie of all time. There's a rated R version <laughs> yeah. of Aladdin that one guy has somewhere, and he's like, oh, hell, I'm never getting rid of this. <laughs> But if I ever put it out there, Disney's going to sue my ass, yeah. so... So when I die, it'll be found in my attic. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, of course there is. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Anyways, those were all the fun facts. Cool. Sorry, and a weird tangent on special effects. Yeah. This is also for those special effects Nerds. enthusiasts. Um, this was also shot on a orange screen, not a green screen. Yeah. This is back in the day where the orange screen they used a special lighting or filament that would make orange invisible on the film. So that's why it's not a. It's not quite as clear as what green screen has been come, but mm-hmm. yes. Oh, and, but I believe Mary Poppins was green screen, I think. I think it was orange as well. Was it orange as well? Okay. Most of them are orange until like really digital technology took over. Mm. Yeah. But I, th- I feel it did it well. Like it didn't look bad. It just looked yeah. like it was just looked dated because it was, right? Oh, it is. So. But and again, yeah. that four block of movies we talked about, like mm-hmm. they all look pretty dated. Oh yeah, and like you can particularly tell with the two D animation, like it's not, mm-hmm. it's not our three D animation we do now, where you're, you know, you actually have a ball that's like you're looking at this yeah. and it's moving here, and you have the actor on set, and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, but. Speaking to that, mm-hmm. shall we get into our changes? Let's do this. Okay. Do you want to start or shall I? I'm going to start. Okay, you start. Okay, okay. So I'll lean back and listen. Uh, okay. Um, 
to start with, uh, because of the subject matter, you can't, I don't feel like we could transport this anywhere. So it has to stay in World War II. Yeah. This is a, this is a period piece. This is. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm fine with. I think it works. It's very important to the story that this take place in World yeah. War II. I didn't cast a 50-year-old. <laughs> cast a 30-year-old. Um, I want more, not so much of the, I'm an apprentice witch that is learning from, like, I want it to be like, she just identifies like, yeah, I'm a witch. And I'm trying to learn these spells from this professor of witchcraft. Mm-hmm. I still like that whole, like, he's going back and forth with the communication. But I, I want it I to like, be more... I like the fact that he's a shuckster yeah. who's just selling the shit online. Well, yeah. not online, but, like, but, at the back of a yeah. magazine. Yeah. Um, I like that some of her spells aren't working. And, like we talked about, I want it to be the fact that her spells don't work because he's like, oh, yeah, I've been throwing in random yeah. Latin here and there. And she's like, this is why this doesn't work. Yeah. So we'll do that. Um, I lost my train of thought now where I was going with this. They definitely upgrading all the, the special effects. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. So the big battle at the end, like that's got to be a little bit more. I, for, for, for me anyway, that big battle at the end, I'd like to them to try and keep it as practical as they possibly can. Mm-hmm. I don't want it just all CG, but I, th- I think it'd be fun to try and still make it look janky. Yeah. Right. The only thing I kind of, and I'm playing with this idea, so I'm not 100% certain. The only thing is, I don't know if I want them to do this as like, the Nazis invaded Britain and we're just here to spread fear. I want them to be like, they ended up on the bed. The bed went haywire. They ended up in somewhere where there was... In Germany. Maybe not quite Germany. <laughs> but somewhere where they could like... Summon the army to fight while well, they figure out how to get the bed to work witness, again. It came out in 1941. This? The movie was, sorry, it was set in 1941? I think it was set in 1940. Was it 40? 40 or 41, you're right. Yeah. So. But like, I want them to take it away and be like, oh, we're in a medieval castle in Europe somewhere. And then the Nazis start coming in and they're like, we need to get out of here. Yeah. But they don't have the knob. And so they need to get the knob back or something or. Um, the the island. So first of all, yeah. Either you need to explain how these people can breathe underwater. Do you? Or I still want the island and its creatures to be two D. I definitely want them to. Still be I 2D. want it to be very reminiscent of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like that 2D interaction mm-hmm. with with the actual physical people. Yeah. Um, I want them to be updated. I don't want it to look Disney-ish. You don't want it to look like Robin Hood. Yeah. Or basically the bear, is, the bear was blue yeah. and everything. And yeah. um, so not typical Dis- old school Disney animation, but mm-hmm. I, I still want that. The I don't soccer want to, game? I don't want it to look like the Lion King now. No. I want it to look like the Lion King then. Basically for me. Or oh, are you, yeah, okay. like I still want it to look cartoony. Yes. But I don't want it to look... Realistic cartoon. 70s cartoon? No. 90s cartoon for me. Because like the 90s era of animation for Disney... It was the, the resurgence. we grew up with. Yeah, it was the right? Renaissance. The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast. Aladdin. Angela. Angela Lansbury, um, Aladdin, that stuff, Lion that's King. the kind of stuff that I want. Because that was kind of the best yeah. era for them, in my opinion. 
obviously the 3D era is great and they're making mm-hmm. a ton of money and the movies are still really good. But I don't want it to be 3D. I want it to be 2D. So yeah. it's kind of the best um, the benchmark, I guess. Yeah. So the soccer game, whatever it is, yeah. it went too long. I feel like the problem I have with this movie was it was two hours and I just didn't feel like it did it enough. Hmm. Like so, it was like, oh, too long, too long. Of... I have my my so, version of this. I have a kind of a fix for the soccer game. Yeah, he's not the referee. He's a player. They need another player. Therefore, it makes it a little bit more interesting. They also need another player on the opposite side of the team. And it's Angela Lansbury. No, no, but like <laughs> not on the king's side. Like he's on the losing side. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, always yeah, going to lose. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and that's the thing. Like I, that, that's what would make it more interesting. Because like this time, all it was was him getting run over back and yeah. forth, right? So, uh, yes, the yeah. But I'm just... assuming they did that because David Tomlinson's not a young man, no, and can't run, run around, around playing a soccer game. And so. He just falls down, yeah. or he just disappears from the screen if you watch it. Then yeah. he's like on the <laughs> ground like, and pop, pop. Oh. <laughs> okay, get him a different costume. Yeah. I do like the fact that the star doesn't come back with them because mm-hmm. she's like, oh, it's from another world. I should have figured. I should have figured it doesn't come back. Mm. Um, but when when that when that happened, I'm like, it's in his stupid book, isn't it? Yeah. Because I hadn't, I didn't remember. And Danielle was like, what do you mean? I'm like, it's in his stupid book. And she's like, they didn't need to do it at all. I'm like, they did not need to do that at all. <laughs> yeah, things like that. I I don't know if I'd, I'd still keep kind of like that whole oh it's in my book oh i want to go here oh let's do that like okay you can have him looking through the kids library and pull out a picture book and you can still have that kind of thing but i kind of want the whole idea is like they're looking for these books that have it Mm -hmm. and instead of it just being because for me this movie as i said feels way too long but there's like not a lot happening in it like they just fluffed up sections like a whole dance number under c I kind of want them to be finding different parts of the spell, hmm? right? She should be like, it. oh, the Book of Astaroth, there's one spell. And like, there's only one word. Where's the rest of the words? Yeah. And then they have to yeah. go here. And instead then it's of, like Instead three. of putting it the, the, it on a medallion, giving mm-hmm. it to the person who's thinking, no, we broke it up because it's a very powerful spell. So we broke it up into words. You got to go find the words. Yeah. You got to go find these words. And mm-hmm. then the last, the last word could be in his book. Mm-hmm. And he could be like, oh. Or it's like as they got all the other words, the word appears in his book. Yeah. Or something like that. Like, Yeah. They need to figure out a different way of doing it. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, other than that, yeah. Update. I don't, I don't want this to be a musical like the way they had it. I'm okay with that. But I, I, just, I just know that the way we do musicals are better. Yes. Right. So. We, we intersect them better or yeah. make it like this was just like. Oh, do you want to do this? No? Well, let me sing you a song about why you should do this. And you're like, Well, it was just what? like, for, for this, it was more like, okay, okay, musical number. Yeah. Okay, okay, musical number. And it's, it's like basically a stage performance, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, the one she starts singing when he's like, oh, you're at the age of not believing. Mm-hmm. Dude, you watch this person fly through the air on a broom. Yeah. But that was the one that was the kind of the most integrated into the scene Mm-hmm. You know that any out of any of them. So, but but it still just felt like oh, you're just at the age of not believing. Yeah. What? Like how did how did you just suddenly get to this? But he point? also doesn't. Right. He he it's he doesn't believe. Right. So. But that should also be part of the story: is the mm-hmm. fact that the kids need to believe in the spells for them to work as well. 
Because the little boy just believes and he's able to do it. Yeah, it's true. The girl just, I don't know. She just doesn't, like, that's the thing. The well, girl. They didn't, they didn't give her a lot to do. They gave her nothing to do. Yeah. She was just part of the, the family thing. Yeah. So. Like, anyways, okay. what were your changes? Uh, basically what I, what I talked about. Mm-hmm. Keep, keep the 2D obviously updated. I wanted to be a part of the team instead of just the referee because then it makes it a little bit more lively. Um, it be, actually becomes a scene, like, like, for lack of a better term, an action sequence, mm-hmm. you know, because um, he's, you know, probably a really good soccer player or something. They're British. They're all good soccer players. Um, uh, one one key thing. They're British. They don't call it soccer. Yes, that too. But it was an American-made movie. <laughs> I know. But that was the thing that started annoying me when they're like, oh, soccer? I know all about soccer. Yeah. I'm like, you're British. Yeah, it's but the animals s- weren't. S- no, but he was. Yeah, I know. I know. Yes, it's a little like, weird. It's football, people. Yeah. You play with your foot. You kick the ball. Actually, you play with your feet. Get out of here. You can't kick the ball with both feet. At the you f- can. You would just fall over. Yeah. Well, you would look <laughs> stupid and you'd be a terrible yeah. football player. It's not uh, hand up, egg. Update the kids yes. to be less annoying. Um, I, I'd like them not to be going back to England, but I'd like to have them like be worried about their parents or to know that their parents are, are gone. And therefore, they don't really have anything to go back to, so they're worried about going back. I, I agree. Something like that. Sorry, I agree with you there, too. And I was going to... I forgot to mention this. Part of it is I don't want them to be like, we're going to run back to England. It should be, we don't want to stay at this creepy person's house. Yeah. Like yeah, We don't know her. Like, one, she's... we don't know her. Two, great. The other kids probably don't know the kids are going... Or the parents and family they're going to. But she is a single person in a really creepy house. Mm-hmm. With a creepy ass cat, which was actually pretty cool looking. Yeah. Puppet, but then I was like, eh, sometimes I feel like they're being mean to the animals. <laughs> well, you don't hold a rabbit by its ears, by the way. No. Um. And yeah, I want them to be like, no, we need to get out. And when they realize then that she's a witch, a witch, then they're like, oh, they should be a little afraid at first. Like she's gonna eat us. Yeah. And then it should be like, oh, wait, she's not really that great of a witch. And no, we can make this work for us. Yeah. Anyways, sorry, continue. Yeah, so, to, yeah, soccer thing, make it a little bit better, better. Action sequence, the kids, less annoying, more worried about their parents, worried about England. Mm-hmm. Um, and put the romance in there a little bit better. Have it be like a good flirtation between the two characters throughout the movie so that it kind of makes sense. Um, because they try and do the, hey, I'm a good guy, but I'm not that good of a guy. That's why I'm mm-hmm. leaving. But I'm actually a good guy, so because I came back, type of storyline. But they just do it really poorly. Um, and obviously, the way people write nowadays, it could make it way, way, yeah. way better. I think so. you need to do. Well, I'll talk about this when I get to the characters too. But I think you need to do it where he becomes just like <sighs> enthralled, enthralled enamored enamored enthralled with her with her because yeah. she can do music yeah um so or can can do magic magic yeah she can yeah. do music too. she can do music yeah so because i i agree the fact that he is like yeah um, sorry <laughs> right um, i don't know if that was it or not but whatever yeah let's just do, let's just do it um yeah i agree like he needs to be like wait you could actually do magic mm-hmm. 
And then he should be like, wait, the spells I was sending you work? <laughs> and then he that's where he should be like, when he becomes a rabbit himself and he is able to pull that off, he should be like, oh, I have so much respect for you because you taught me how to do this. Yeah. Yeah. It should, and it should be that way. Like, uh, what, what happened? There was something where he goes like, can't, oh, just like a woman or something like that. Oh, or it's like, it's so messy in here. And it's like, just like a woman to not keep files straight or something. Yeah, and you're and like, like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. It was a problem. Like, Jesus, that was a dated line. Yeah. So. Just like a woman to not keep a file. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Anyway, shall we get to the cast? Let's do this. Okay. Shall we start with the fact that we don't cast kids? Yes, we do not cast children. Um, for multiple reasons. One, because as we talked about for this movie, uh, they are able to go out and get see thousands of children nowadays and uh, pick the right ones. And we would just have to be able to pick ones who had already been in films, which is a very limited amount mm. of kids. Um, or TV shows and stuff. Um, from kids shows which we don't watch so we we like to pick i have a reason not to you should start watching them soon no, but no, but you know what i mean like you know. we we like to pick actors and actresses that we had seen mm -hmm. and we're picking them for a reason yeah. right if we're doing kids it would just be this kid looks right yeah because we wouldn't know um so yeah, yeah. We, don't, we don't cast kids yeah Unless it's like we don't cast we wanna, kids, we don't want to. We want to age them up or something for a specific no. reason. But yeah, we don't really don't cast kids. I mean, the only thing with this one is you could try to go with the boy and the daughter being like around that fifteen fourteen mark. True, you could. Um, and then you pick a seventeen year old to play it, and yeah. <laughs> a thirty five year old to just look like thirty five. Yeah. We CGI her down. Yeah, D eight. It's just Alec Baldwin D aged into a boy. <laughs> It works. <laughs> okay. Really bad British accent. Okay. So, shall we start with... Um, so, another thing about this movie is because we're not casting the kids, it's pretty much just two actors. So... Yeah, there's a couple. Uh, so, a lot of the people we picked, like the Bookman, we're casting him, we're casting the, but I also, the Nazi colonel, we're casting we're casting smaller parts. Yeah. The Bookman and, and Swinborn, mm -hmm. who's his like, henchman guy, yeah. right? I feel like they should be more in this movie, though. Mm -hmm. Like, the Bookman, you only get that one point, and then they disappear. I think he should be like, what? And then be like, Swinebird, figure out where they're from. We're going to this village. And then he should show up later, and that should be something to do with the fact that they get sent away or whatnot. Like, Maybe. I have a, I have a theories on these. Yeah. All right, anyways, so, yes. So, yeah, so we, the, we, there, there are some pretty small roles in here that... I don't know about Chris, but I used as like kind of a cameo fodder type of thing. But um, I did a bit, um, just because I felt fun. Yeah, but this goes back to what I'm saying, where this movie is full of fluff to oh, make yeah. this a longer movie, where it's basically and like Mary Poppins and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and all of those, it's segments. Like these are segments. Like this is, oh, we need to find the book. Oh, we need to find this guy. Okay, we did it. We've done that segment. Next part. Now it's the Nazi invasion. Now, it, oh, no, now, now it's, it's the, the cartoon, cartoon section. section. Now it's the Nazi invasion. And now yeah. it's the Nazi invasion. Yeah. And now it's... Right? Yeah. So, yeah. It Anyways. functions more like an episode of... Tel like four or five episodes of no. television. It would be a mini-series, really. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So, we're going to start with Colonel Heller, our Nazi. 
Um, well, he was. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. Uh, played originally by John Erickson. Um, Do not ask me who I... Oh. No, I'm not going to ask you those things. I'll ask you those things for the top two. Maybe maybe another one, but um, I don't even have to find him. The uh, IMDb listing of these people are... Are weird. It's very, very weird. Um, I don't know. If, where is he? Where is he? Heller. <laughs> Colonel Heller there. John Erickson. Um, ooh. And he is known for this movie, mm-hmm. Bad Day at Black Rock, The Money Jungle, ooh. and Seven Faces of Dr. Lau. I feel like that's a racist movie, but okay. Yeah, I feel that way too. <laughs> um, yeah, it kind of looks that way, considering Dr. Lau is played by Tony Randall. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But Barbara Eden is in it. Yeah. I'll have to look it up one day. Do you know who Barbara Eden is? No. She's I Dream of Jeannie. Oh. She's Jeannie. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know she was in movies, but I guess that makes sense. Yeah. One, of the, one of these days we should do movies that are completely utterly racist and they should never be remade. And then the whole episode should be, this should, movie shouldn't be remade. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs> On today's episode, <laughs> we're not even going to try. <laughs> this was racist as shit. <laughs> We already did one of John those. John Wayne as Genghis Khan. Don't do this. <laughs> oh, Mick Rooney. Well, we did that one. Uh, Breakfast yeah. at Tiffany's. Jesus. Well, even Lawrence of Arabia. Lawrence of Arabia was definitely whitewashed. It was Alec Guinness as a as a Arabian as a yeah. Yes. So I will go first. You go first. As who's I your, said, who's your Colonel Hella? I have totally done this as. These are actors I've I've picked a lot because they're not in a lot of kids' films, mm. and it'd be fun for adults to see these guys mm. in kids' films as these weird little characters. Yeah. Um, so I picked Michael Fassbender. I thought of him. Right, because he's a German speaker. Yeah. He can do the accent. Um, totally would thought, oh, like this would be a perfect thing for um christoph waltz to come back and play hans landa again but like no that guy's a real monster and i don't want him in a kid's movie <laughs> but see that kind of makes it funny <laughs> yes it does because you just show up and all the uh, all the adults would be like oh shit yeah it's hans landa <laughs> and he'd just be like hello <laughs> and you'd be like oh no <laughs> get away kids but like the for me the funny part is seeing fastbender do that no like being this kind of like silly German Nazi, mm-hmm. like I almost said scientist, but like soldier. Yeah. Um, not that Colonel Heller was, but like he was kind of when, when the when the attack happens and mm-hmm. they're getting attacked, he does a lot of like weird like ooh faces and stuff like <laughs> oh, that. Oh no! Uh, so I just thought it'd be really funny to see a, a super serious actor like Fassbender mm-hmm. do something like that. So yeah, Fassbender. <coughs> I know it's super weird. Mine is a very very weird tangent of a film but yeah go ahead i went with daniel brule yeah i like him too yeah baron zemo yeah yeah because dancing baron zemo <laughs> some of the best things ever yeah. Yeah. Ooh, just <laughs> just getting into it um kind of same thing like because he plays such a serious guy but mm-hmm. i was like it's kind of a bit of a stereotype but i don't care it's a kid's film um he is again well no he's he's not german he's french he's no, it's he's Spanish. Like, yeah, he has he, a mixture of German too. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, again, it's like Fassbender is British and German. Yeah. It was one of the things in Inglorious Bastards that I never understood. Like when they're in that bar and mm-hmm. they're being questioned about their accent, couldn't he have just been like, "Oh no, I totally I grew up in England, but when 
this yeah. happened. I'm like, no, I'm coming back to the fatherland. Yeah. Like, and that would explain his accent. Yeah. Right. And then you have three drinks. <laughs> and, that would oh. and that would explain that too. Right. He grew oh. up in England. Son right? of a. So. Um, but yeah, still. no, uh, Daniel Brule was born in Barcelona, Spain. His father oh. was a German TV director huh? and his Spanish mother was a teacher. Got it. Nice. But yes, he's he's good. He's also in Glorious Bastards. He is. He yeah. is the um, sniper. What's his name? Uh, the guy that they make the, the movie about. Of, yeah. 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 Uh, hold on. Hold on. Uh, Frederick Zoller. Yeah. And then he's known as Zemo. Okay. Sounds fun. Nope. Okay. Next up, King Leonidas. <laughs> Gerard Butler. <laughs> Do we both do it? No. Oh. Um. So this was the king, the lion. I had to look this up because they only have him listed as lion on IMDb. But he was played by originally by yeah, Lenny he's not Weinrib. He's not known as Leonidas until like the like book version of this. Mm -hmm. Like I think they know him as Leo. Why does why is Garfield playing? <laughs> maybe he's known for a Garfield thing. I don't know. Yeah, maybe um, I kind of want to know this now. Garfield and Friends, yes. He was Clerk and Harry. No. Oh. I think Harry was John's... Weren't we just talking about this? No. John's roommate? No. So. Anyways. What is he known for? Don't know. <laughs> okay, he's known for Ben Nelson Room 6, where he was the bird and lion. Oh. Um, H.R. Puffin Stuff, where oh. he was H.R. Puffin Stuff. Uh. The creepiest kid show of all time. Have you never heard of H.R. Puffin stuff? Is that the claymation one? No, no, no. It's the one with like the seven foot tall, like Ronald McDonald burger looking guy. And it's creepy as shit. Look it up one day. Oh, okay. Um, he was apparently a voice in Shogun Assassin. Ooh. And uh, he was in a couple of episodes of Alfred Hitchcock Presents. And he's known for anyway. He's been in a lot of things. He's in 155 hmm. things. So, but yeah. 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 Okay. That is really creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, HR Puffin stuff is one of those like super creepy kid shows that you're like, why was this a thing? <laughs> so, so yes, because he was named King Leonidas. Even when I sent Chris the cast list, I just put Gerard Butler in there just because it was funny. <laughs> but uh, who did you pick? Who was your King Leonidas? I want someone that had a good roar. So did I. I want somebody that would you know really go to town with this with Hugh Jackman. Did you? 100%. Yeah. How in the hell did we pick the same person for this? You know what? It's X-Men 2. <laughs> he has that great roar when he jumps off the, the banister and comes down. That's such a random pull. How did we both get there? I don't know. It yeah. just... Hugh Jackman's great and maybe it's because of like the whole... The, the Deadpool thing. The Deadpool coming, thing yeah, coming out. Maybe. and But he's just... This is one where he can just use his voice. Yeah. And he can play a gruff, and you just want him to play the gruff king who's, like, really into this football game or whatever <laughs> it is. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I just... But, like, for me, I want him to totally play it, like, where he's, like, he's kind of like a kid where he's, like, getting... He gets mad, and then he goes, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, awesome, buddy. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. We're done? Yeah. yeah let's do this. <laughs> oh, you're going to be on the team? Yeah. Yes. And I want him to <laughs> go... F you want him... I, I want him to keep full Australian... You know, yeah. keep the accent that he has. Like, uh, it's more funny that way to me. Uh, so, yeah. 
but I can't believe we picked the same stupid person for that <laughs> stupid part. It's but it's so like, weird. For me, I, I was honestly, I was going through voice actors and I was going through things and I'm like, okay, who could do a roar? But like not just an animal roar. Like I didn't want like a voice yeah, actor yeah. that can do an actual good animal roar. And the, the best, one of the best ones we got is Logan. Yeah. Like Logan had some great roars. Yeah. Right. Especially in Logan. Yeah. Like those painful ones that he did were so oh, good. When he like basically jacks himself up on yeah. that uh mutant steroid. Yeah. And goes to town and he's just like Berserker rage. <laughs> I would like to rage. Uh, by the way, does that mean that Ryan Reynolds can be the uh, little bird assistant? One hundred percent. No no, Ryan Reynolds is another animal that doesn't say anything. He's just credited as that animal. Can he at least look like Ryan Reynolds? Yes. Just, it's like a fish that just yeah. looks like Ryan. Hey, what are you doing here? Not much. It's got to have like one line. Like, that's it. Well, it's kind of like like he's he's in um, Thousand Ways to Die in the West. He just gets shot. He's also in Ted. Yeah. And I don't think he says anything he either. No. No. But then again, also in Thousand Ways, there's Ewan McGregor's there. It's like, why are you laughing? I don't know. He was laughing. <laughs> uh, Doc is there. Yeah, yeah. Great Scott. Hey, what are you? What are you doing over here? The only so I have a theory about that Ian mm-hmm. McGregor cameo. So he was doing a western at the time as well, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering whether or not they were just filming near each other. And he was like near the set, and they're like, "Hey, do you want to just come on for a minute and say a line? It'll be funny." <laughs> so well, I mean, I I feel like that happens a lot because you always hear the one about. Brad Pitt's cameo in Deadpool 2 was yeah. he, he got paid a cup of coffee because it was basically Ryan Reynolds going, hey, do you want to be on this for like 30 seconds? Yeah. Like you're not even going to show up in yeah. most of it. Yeah. I'm the vanisher. <laughs> oh, oh, he's not even, yeah. No, I, I, I don't he's think late. he's here. <laughs> no, he's late. Okay, so King Leonidas is Hugh Jackman, Hugh not Jackman. Gerard Butler. Yes, yes, for both. It okay. would also be humorous to have Gerard Butler do it. Yeah, it would be. But then you'd need to have a line in there. I've been King Leonidas before. Yeah. <laughs> Feels awfully familiar. Okay. Next up, Swineburn. Uh, Bruce Forsyth. Forsythe. Forsyth. Um, I, I... Why do I recognize the last name? But Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. I'm like, I know this name, but like he's not known for a lot. But I wonder if he... Forsyth, I mean... Why do I know that name? So, hmm. yeah, he's known for this movie. He's known for uh, Mystery and Imagination. House in not, 2000, but not House. Not Something so. called House with an exclamation point. And um, Star with Julie Andrews from 1968. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Fourth Scythe. Uh, she went from... Oh, um, I think... Um, Raising Arizona, one of the actors is named Forsyth. So it was in the same guy in The Rock. William Forsyth. Yeah. A founder of the Royal Horticulture Society, whose name was given to the plant Forsythia. Yeah, his interest show was a direct descendant. Oh, no, sorry. William Forsyth is something else. Hmm. But there's an actor named Forsyth. Yeah, there is. That we've, that we've recasted before. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Anyway. I Might guess also be my differently. Yes, you're up first. So I actually did this. Because this is a physical feature. Hmm? Um, I did this because this actor also has a very pointy nose. <laughs> and right. I picked Adrian Brody. 
Oh. Not only that, but he, he has this weird, intimidating, skinny guy look when he really wants to be. Um, but he's also kind of like, this character's kind of like a bumbling idiot. Yeah. Because like, he pulls the knife on him. He's like, let's not put, let's just put that away. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, he was like, use my knife. But I want to use my knife. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, and then, yeah, the nose. And we know he's a good actor. He just kind of like, kind of faded him to obscurity at some point. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he wants to do what he wants to do. Hmm, of course. can't judge him for that. I don't. I just said for some reason. I didn't yeah. say because he was a dick or whatever. Well, you know, when you do the Predator. Predators. Predators. And yeah. you want to be an action star. Yeah. I think it was more the, Grace. Uh, I think it was more the horror movie he did where he had sex with his kid. Sorry, what? <laughs> so you got to stop watching was, some movies here, man. There was a movie man. called Splice. I, I can't remember. He was in it. And they made a genetic weird alien thing that happened to have his and his wife's DNA in it. So it was technically their daughter. And they ended up having it was a weird, really weird movie. I think I kind of remember that movie, but yeah. I don't. Yeah. Anyways. But guess. like not by, yeah, whatever. Bad movie. Don't go see it. Really stupid. But good special effects. Yeah. Anyway. Adrian Brody. Oh, hey. For mine, Mr. Swinborn. I went with Charlie Vickers. I feel like I know who that is, but I don't know who that is. If I say Ring of Power, do you know who that is? No. It's Halbrand. Okay. Is it? It's, is it? It's, it's Halbrand. <laughs> Quotation marks. I wonder why. No spoilers. Um, but yeah, I went with him. Because he, he kind of has that. good. That, I really liked him in that. Yeah. I thought he was a good... Um, I haven't seen him in anything else. No, neither have I. But I, I have also haven't seen the woman who played Gladriel or... No. Well, we have because they were all in Game of Thrones at some point um, as like small parts, but, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, but I mean, this is kind of a thug guy mm -hmm. and I figured this would be a good role to kind of throw throw him in here and just be like this, this yeah, weird thug guy hanging out and hearing the... Um, Price talking about the book of Astaroth and being like, oh shit, he needs to see the bookworm yeah. or the bookman. The bookman. 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 So are you, uh, are you, is that your nickname or your last name Bookman? Both. Both. <laughs> uh, how'd you get in here? I'm a locksmith and I'm a locksmith. <laughs> ah, that's the naked, naked gun joke. Yeah. It's who are you and how'd you get in here? I'm a locksmith and I'm a locksmith. <laughs> what? Ah, I love the Naked Gun movies. I think I've only ever seen the first one. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. okay. But yeah, Charlie Vickers. Good good job as Halbrand. He'll do good as a small role here. Sounds good. Okay. Speaking of Bookman. Bookman. Uh, played by Sam Jaffe. Well, I've also think I've seen from places, but I would he not. He is known for the Asphalt Jungle in 1950, The Day the Earth Stood Still in 1951. This movie... In 1971, and Ben Hur in 1959. Um, there are also pictures of him um, playing an Indian man. <laughs> in, okay. On, in the photos. <laughs> well, his original name is Shalom Jaffe. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sam Jaffe in Gunga Din in 1939. He's a Russian Jewish immigrant. Where he is clearly supposed to be an Indian man. He was on Love Boat, he was on Buck Rogers. Kojak, the bionic woman. Yep. 
God, he was on a lot. Columbo? Swat. Mooch. What a mooch. <laughs> okay. Just just keeps going. Who is your bookman? I went with Jeremy Irons. Okay. Yep. I went for, I mean, he's in his 70s now. You still haven't watched Watchmen, have you? No. Why? He was really good in that. No. Jeremy Irons is... Well, he's a staple of fantasy movies. We all know that. He's in, like, every freaking fantasy movie at some point. Yeah, that really good version of Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, that's great. When are we redoing that one, by the way? Well, maybe in March when the Dungeons & Dragons <laughs> movie comes out. We'll do, like, some sort of, like... And he was in, you know, um... What was that? What's the dragon movie? Aragon. Aragon. Yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. But, like, he has that kind of menacingness to him when he wants to be mm-hmm. and he's jeremy irons like you make him just have this big bushy beard <laughs> and jeremy irons okay i like jeremy irons i okay. do too i think he's good for a, a villain he's great for a villain against nazis so oh <laughs> well weird which weird. villain you're going for yeah. but who did you have okay so i definitely went different hmm? um Again, this is a weird comedy. So I went with Catherine O'Hara. <laughs> is it still Bookman? Yeah, sure. Why okay, not? Cool. That's no, what I mean. It's, no, it's a nickname. Like <laughs> or, or a last name. Whatever. Like, wait, your Bookman? What's wrong with it? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I don't know. She can just totally, to me, like, no matter what she does, I've always absolutely loved her. You know, from from Beetlejuice to Nightmare Before Christmas to any of the movies that with um she's one of the those documentary movies that he was she was yeah. in she's one of the few actresses i really wish will come to one of these comic cons comic cons fan expo oh, yeah. like i she she's canadian right yeah, yeah. sctv yeah i was gonna say because like i would love to meet her yeah. i'd totally get her to sign sally like don't even care maybe if i still have home alone on vhs somewhere <laughs> i'll find it <laughs> but yeah. She's one of the ones I still really want to meet. Like, yeah, I'd love to meet her. I think that'd be. Amazing. I think Chris Sarandon, but he's never freaking come into town, even though it always Sarandon? says he's Sarandon. Sarandon. No, I was gonna say Sarandon, because <laughs> yeah. I already screwed it up, and I don't want to sound like an idiot even more. But it actually is Sarandon. Yeah. Because Susan, Susan Sarandon, Sarandon got her name from him when they were yeah. married. So. Sarandon. Yeah. But then, yeah, then you also have to get um. Why can't I think of names today? I don't know. Why can't you? Singer. Wrote all the songs. Barry Toppin. <laughs> For Nightmare Before Christmas, you oh, idiot. Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, we're done here. You know, I, okay. knew, I knew you didn't mean who I said. <laughs> I know. Don't get me wrong. I'm not stupid. I'm like... <laughs> I just like that was the first like music writer that popped into my head. I'm like, I'm gonna say this, it'll be funny. And it was. Pat myself on the back. Good job. Okay. Yes. I like it. Catherine O'Hara. Cool. Uh okay. Next on our list. Emilius Brown. Brown. Played by David Tomlinson. Tomlinson. Um, what is he known for? This movie. This movie. Mary Poppins. Yes. I don't know anymore. The Love Bug. The Love Bug? Yeah. Like Herbie? Oh, it just says The Love Bug. 1968. And um, 
Tom Jones. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. Uh, it is. It is 100% Herbie. It is 100% Herbie, yeah. So. OVW bug that has a mind of its own. Yeah. We should redo that movie. They did, remember? With Lindsay Lohan? Yeah. We're, not, we're not talking about that. And Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton was in that movie? Michael Keaton was her dad. I do not remember. Yeah. Herbie rides again. Herbie goes to Monte Carlo. Herbie goes bananas. Wow, they redid it a bunch. Herbie? Oh, yeah, Herbie. Was Hold on. Hold on. Oh, my God. How did I not know this? What? So, The Love Bug, Disney's Love Bug. When did this come out? This? No, 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 no. The, the movie I'm looking at. 1997, The Love Bug, Bruce Campbell. Okay. John okay. Hannon. I don't know who that Ale- is. Um, he's the brother from In the Mummy. Okay. Alexandra Wentworth, whatever. Kevin J. O'Connor are all these people in this. But how did I not know Bruce Campbell's in a movie about Herbie? Um, I don't know. I guess you're going to have to look it up now. <sighs> get, get back to us next week when we do a different yep. movie. Okay. Who is your... No, it's you. Oh, is it me? Yeah, you went Catherine oh, O'Hara. So, with the... Soccer match now being a player. I mm-hmm. wanted somebody I knew could actually play soccer. Um, David Beckham. No. <laughs> um, um, but also somebody young, really good actor, kind of in the mind's eye right now because of his Game of Thrones TV show right now. And I picked Matt Smith. Oh. Yeah. I love him. I think he is amazing and phenomenal. And this kind of guy, for me, is like this personality Mm-hmm. That's that's what he is. He uses his personality. He even says, "I can sell anything." Yeah, right. This is a personality thing. And what what Matt Smith was able to do with Doctor Who, he was just like this overabundant version of personality. God, he and he great. was so so good in it, and um, with all the speeches and all that stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. Matt Smith fits his bow tie, and I wear a Stetson now. Stetsons are cool. Stetsons are cool. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Matt Smith, who did you have? So I went differently with this character. Um, I made him kind of, uh, maybe not younger, but um, what I wanted was basically when you meet him, yeah, you go, he's trying to charm people to sell them stuff. And like, he's just kind of that weird innocence to him, but he plays that. So I went with Daniel Portman. Game of Thrones. Okay. Podrick. Oh, okay. Yeah. For some reason, all I could think of was the Natalie Portman rap from SNL. <laughs> where she's like, Portman, 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 Portman. <laughs> I she don't did, know why. She did two of those, No, I know. That was the second one. <laughs> that was the second one. No, I went with Daniel Portman. Um, he played Podrick on Game of Thrones. Now all I'm thinking about is that. <laughs> but he he has that kind of... I mean, he doesn't look like Podrick much... Because he grew up, of yeah, course. and of course. But he kind of still has that look to him where he's like, I'm trying to swindle people, but, you know, I'm I'm innocent. What are you talking about? Mm. And then that's where I want it to be, like, genuinely, he comes across somebody who can do magic. And it's like, wait a second. Yeah. I'm going to follow you and find out what you're doing. Okie dokie. So, yeah. Daniel Plus. Last but not least. Miss Angela. Miss Angela Lansbury. The great and late. Yeah. Died... What is it now? 12 days ago? On October 11th? 
2022 at the ripe old age of 96. Lived a good life. Yeah. Lived in the uh, worst city in America, worst town in America that had the most murderers out of any town in America. Um, <laughs> I thought you meant for real, and then I'm like, oh no, he's talking about murder she wrote. <laughs> yeah, she... Uh, more murders per capita. More murders per capita than any place else on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> like, in this small Connecticut town. <laughs> some point the the police department should have just hired her yeah had a career that gave her 113 credits on imdb mm -hmm. and la and spanned from 1944 to now so i'm gonna say this and it's not to be mean but angela lansbury is kind of like betty white and all that where i never remember her looking young even in this she did look a lot younger than she like you typically bring angela lansbury to mind yeah but she still like this is the thing where I like I had trouble believing her to be this young apprentice witch mm -hmm. in this movie. Like it was just weird. Like, come look at this picture. All right. So there's a picture of the the movie Harvey Girls with Judy Garland and her. She looks young in that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think she was 17 when she did this movie. She, yeah. She was quite the looker. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yes. Sad to, uh, yeah. Passing, yeah, that but... was you know, it, I don't have any great touchstones with Angela Lansbury. Like I, I watched Murder She Wrote a bunch when I was really young, because <laughs> um, my parents watched I think it. It's but... just more like you know Mrs. Teapot. No, but but the thing is, I was gonna say she's always been there because of Murder <laughs> She Wrote and Mrs. Potts. Like she <laughs> was just always there. She was always <laughs> around, and she did Mrs. Potts in everything. Yeah, like she even did the Kingdom Hearts games. No. Like, that's insane for some, like, 80-year-old woman to come in and do a voiceover for a game that makes no sense. Could you imagine, like, Disney and Square Enix going and being like, okay, we're going to bring in the Beauty and the Beast universe, and Mrs. Potts is going to be there, and Disney going, oh, Angela Lansbury's on board, and them going, what? What? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, no, she, she's fine. She'll, she'll come do it. And they're like, does she understand? And she's like, they, she doesn't care. It's Mrs. Potts. She's got to do it. Yeah. She really wants to do it. Because, yeah, she, she was on Murder, She Wrote from 84 to 96. Mm -hmm. And then had a bunch of TV movies after that. Like, yeah. She worked. She, mm -hmm. you know. But again, like, she's kind of of the same mindset that we have with, like, Betty White. Like, Betty White was always there. The joke was, <laughs> Betty White was older than sliced bread and was actually true. Like... Mm -hmm. But she was always, always around and always there. Like, Betty White yeah. popped up. Angela Lansbury would pop up in things. And you'd be like, oh, yeah. it's Angela Lansbury. Murder, She Wrote was, like, the the biggest show for a while. Like, yeah. it was huge. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, who's your uh, replacement? <laughs> so, clearly, I didn't go the same way because I didn't pick a 50-year-old. Um so I picked this person because, and again, because I'm always influenced by things I've watched recently. Um, but also speaking of Doctor Who, um, I went with Jenna Coleman. Nice. Because of the way she played Constantine. So she's going to be all sweary and, <laughs> and <I'm> flirtatious. <laughs> but well, a, yeah. a little good bit. Yeah, good, good point. I, I, I did say that I wanted her to be flirtatious. <laughs> but yeah. it's because of... Um, yeah, because of her, the way she played in Sandman, which was really good, um, and even on Doctor Who, but like the fact that looking after these kids seems to kind of 
bother her at first because she's like, I have bigger things to do. And mm -hmm. I'm trying to save England by learning the spell so we can do things, right? Like, kind of the way she, she can act that way is what I want. And just to be like, you know, the reason why she's on her own is because she's so involved in trying to figure out how this magic's working and doing all this stuff. And just, I think Jenna Coleman can do that really well. Mm-hmm. And I really liked her in Sandman. She was great. It's a great show. She wasn't the worst companion. No. She wasn't the best. She was a good top, top half, I'd say. She carried on with Capaldi, didn't she? Yeah, that's when she kind of like left, lost it for me. I, I never got past Capaldi. Yeah. I never lost her as a companion, so I just... Yeah. I, I think I got up to the end of Matt Smith, and I got into the first couple episodes. episodes Capaldi and wasn't great, and then... As as good as, as much as I like her, mm -hmm. I, I just think they've written Jodie Whittaker's character into a corner, and this is sad. Hmm. So, yeah. isn't she stepping away? She's gone. Yeah. Do they have the new doctor? Uh, Shuti Gatwa. He is um, um, a black guy from England. Hmm. Yeah, like, he's from another. Like he's also something else, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah. That's what that's the pause was. I'm like, crap. I know he was, yeah, yeah. another rate, another like ethnicity, but I can't remember what it is. But yeah, he's from the show Sex Education. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So. All right. Well, I had Jenna Coleman. Yeah. Who is your Angela Lansbury? So I went somebody who's also quite flirtatious and fun and all that stuff. So I went with Tessa Thompson. Oh. Like you know her as Valkyrie and everything. Mm -hmm. It's just like just. It's fun to watch her be this kind of badass lady, and I think that's what this character should be. Like she's she wants to know these spells so she could protect England from the Nazis. Mm -hmm. Like that doesn't just you know that's not like something that you just do. <laughs> that's not just something you that know. randomly. Goes, I'm gonna save England by using a spell, mm -hmm. right? And like I really disliked the part where like she she sits on the broom like yeah. you would sit on a broom and the cat goes like Meow. and she's like oh yeah i have to be ladylike it's like no oh, it's a broom like i think it should be he, she should do that and the cat should be like Meow, and be like shut up cat <laughs> yeah you're a cat <laughs> i'm out of here yeah so yeah tessa yeah. thompson um, good choice thank you i like it well that was uh does chris hemsworth show up at some point sure why not Delivers them. He's the uh, priest. He's, he's the priest, Just yeah. Walks up, his hat flies off, it comes back, and he's like, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> this place is haunted. Ghost. Yes. Apparently, I went Scooby Doo yeah. there. I thought you were going to go for the Ghostbusters movie. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> anyway, so that was Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Talk about a lot, a lot of talk about knobs. Uh, Not as many dirty jokes as we could have gotten away with. No, we didn't do any of them. No. Uh, even IMDb is like, more like this. Mary Poppins, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Pete's yep. Dragon, Robin Hood. <laughs> like, yeah. Yep. It's, uh... So, anyway. Hmm. Okay. So, hmm. where can they find you, Chris? Where can they find us? You sure, we're going to find us. Let's start there. You can find us on all podcast streaming services, Google, Spotify, etc., etc., iTunes. Please check us out. We got a lot of episodes, so if you have a good movie, and we've probably done it. Or a really shitty movie, we've probably done that too, because we've done a lot of those. Um, oh, we do. We've done a lot of shitty movies. Our movie's about San Francisco. Come on, we've got like four of them there. Oh. Hey, The Rock was in there. It was good. 
I know what so was Fool's Gold or whatever the stupid movie was. <laughs> Fool's Gold. Yeah. Um, but come check us out uh, on there. You can check me out on Etsy at the Knuck Comic Eye store. For the remainder of the year, there will be probably no new things, so I do apologize for that. But we'll uh, probably be back at the beginning of the new year. Okay. Awesome. Damn, yeah. Okie dokie. We got one witch movie left before the end of the month. Yeah, and we're going to go animated for this one. Yeah, we, we transitioned that well. Yeah. You know? This was half animated, now we're going full animated. Full animated. So, from all of us here at Recasted, go watch Kiki's Delivery Service. <laughs>